0: That's the beautiful music of Ben Kapesh of Coat St. Luke. And it's a pleasure to have him with me here today as my guest on my Coat St. Luke podcast, Mike Cohen, joining you. And Ben, thanks for joining me. Thank you very much for having me, Mike. Well, it's great to have Ben. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, you've got a lot of admirers, including people you don't even know who are uh, our chief librarian as a big fan of yours. And she looked you up, was, you know, we're always very proud of people in Cote St. Luke. I was not familiar with you before, but I've done a lot of research and you are certainly a Cote saint Lukeer that we want to be proud of. And maybe we'll talk about a concert at the library. So you're a young man who's grown up in Cote St. Luke on Arcadian Road, right near the Meadowbrook
1: golf course. Uh, I should ask you, do you golf, uh, Ben? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I play tennis and uh, I've been playing tennis all my life. And the one time I tried golf, I, I actually couldn't hit the ball. Okay. Well, you know, we
0: still might have you out next year for the Cote St. Luke golf classic, but maybe we could get a keyboard and you could play some music as people are getting on the, uh, on the, I'm not joking. I, cause I had the golf class. We're having it in August. So I'm going to get you there and you, maybe you can go on the putting green or something like that. It could be a little bit of fun, but we're here to talk about music. Now you're the musical uh, director and conductor of Ensemble Hashalaga you uh, you're involved in a lot of musical groups you you're a teacher at Marianopolis. you do private teaching so first of all tell us your journey you went to uh, St. George's Elementary School Lower Canada College when did you start first start getting interested in music
1: um jeez uh Look, I mean, as a child, uh, I want to say I think every child is is uh, has a sort of fascination with uh, music. Um, I had I was very lucky at St. George's because we had very good music classes there. And there was one teacher particularly who had a very big uh, influence uh, on me. And he he is still around. He's retired in um, Nova Scotia. His name is John Plant.
0: Oh, OK. I think I've heard of him.
1: Mm-hmm. no he's a he's a so kin- John
0: planted the seeds in you he planted the seed yeah. John plant you got it. it was a it was a, play. It was a joke you know <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> by the time I met him i I was uh, I was already on a certain way you could say but just you know uh, when you're that young it comes to you from uh, your environment movies things like that yeah um, Piano lessons so that
0: that's when it started. By the way, was uh, Beatrice Lewis there when you were at uh, St. George's?
1: Yes, yes. Very good
0: friend of mine, Beatrice, and her husband, wow. very close. Yeah,
1: tell them I say hi, friend. Well, goodness. they're
0: big listeners to my podcast, so I'm sure I will make sure Beatrice hears this. Yeah.
1: Wow, my God, wonderful lady. Yes.
0: Yeah, terrific. So, so tell us the journey. You you started in elementary school. You're
1: fat with music. How did it? How did it all uh, unfold? Um look I mean I it's hard to say but at some point I I just sort of realized by the age of uh somewhere between 12 and 14 that that's what I wanted to do and I there were things that I I did a, a, in in my childhood which I kind of took for granted but didn't realize that I was sort of um by myself so let let, let me explain um I I had perfect pitch and I assumed that every music teacher had perfect pitch. Like I just thought if you did music long enough, you just you knew if you heard a note, you knew which note it is. But then I caught um, some of my teachers making mistakes hmm. and I realized, oh, that's that's funny. And the other side is that I have what is called um, synesthesia, which is uh, when I hear a particular note or, or a family of notes or, or a harmony or, or this or that there, I hear a specific color and it's always the same color with the same um note or harmony tonality reference system and it's been like that my my whole life so uh for those who know what is a d major for my whole life that's been blue if that that's remarkable sense. Uh, I don't it's to me it's not but I uh, at some point I was talking with someone I said oh I the, the blue one and they said what do you mean the blue one? and I said well isn't it blue he said no it's not blue <laughs> um the other thing was that from about I don't know eight nine years old I, I uh, write my my own music and I also thought anyone who did enough music lessons also wrote their own music but but this was not true hmm. um and there just came a certain point where uh, I guess I realized I had, uh, my hand was too deep in the jar, so to speak, to, to, um, no, it just became very clear at some point that the, this is it. Interesting. I, so, yeah. I became more uh, more interested in uh, the orchestra and conducting and, and that became um, yeah, a central uh, motivation for me.
0: So you uh, played the piano. You play the piano a mm-hmm. lot. You've played the oboe, you said, and you've played the trumpet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, piano's my main instrument. Uh in high school, I I learned the oboe and then a little bit the trumpet. So I have some practical experience with uh wind instruments, but piano is my main instrument. So tell me about Ensemble Hashalego. What's
0: it all about? Started in 2017.
1: So this group, um, they are um amateur brass players and it's very it's very relaxed they meet once a month once every few months and they'll do a concert once a year um the concert which is coming soon right yeah you can plug it this is the one uh with the group called Fidelia which I (laughs) that's also a sort of crazy story because we had the idea in 2019 and we were preparing to do a concert for the summer of 2020. And then we all uh, remember
0: what that summer was like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that got indefinitely put on hold. And finally last year we put the first concert on and yeah, I mean, first concert, you know, first time you do something, there's always, there's always room for improvement. And now we are about to do the second one. Okay, so that, so that
0: that's that's March the 7 seven thirty at Chapelle Notre Dame de Bon Secours. Exactly. Where is that,
1: by the way? Old Port. Um, oh, the Old Port. Okay. It's a very very nice church, very nice chapel. And how do
0: people get tickets for that?
1: Online or at the door? Okay, where online is there a website? Yes, so there is the website. Um. You can find the concert at uh, the point of sale or le, le point de vente, okay. or you can find it through the um, the Orchestra Fidelia website.
0: Okay, very good. Um, we'll include that in the description of the of the podcast so people people could find that. And what are the type? What's the type of music people will hear from this ensemble? Uh, what, what what will they hear? what what, uh, what, what musicians will you emulate?
1: So we're playing um, canonic classical composers. So I mean this this program concretely has um, Handel, Mozart, uh, Grieg, Dvorak, and Mahler. Okay. And so tell me you're
0: you're gonna have this concert um what's your following who are the people that that will be coming to this concert you must have a following after all these years and and who are you catering to
1: no i (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) you don't know till you look out of the audience i have i have a general idea of who comes um i reach out to my entire social network yeah um i encourage the musicians to do so um mm-hmm. what's very curious in the uh it never happened i mean it's the first time it happens to me but last year uh many of my students came to a oh. to, uh, and that's the first time in my life that i have students that come to my own concert it's not that i do a concert and my teacher comes you know it's, yeah, it's, the, yeah. Role, the role changes yeah um, so I think there's also, um, I mean, I anticipate a, a sort of uh, clique from Marinopolis College to go as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you have um?
0: So you you do private lessons? Do you do private lessons and and what for piano?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. So you have yeah. Okay. It's occasionally, uh, sometimes composition shows up, but it's very rare, very okay. rare. So I know
0: uh, it's you know I know when my daughter was young. Not easy to find a good piano teacher, so uh,
1: I'm sure it keeps you
0: busy. Yes,
1: um, and you have to see how each. Um, what does each student bring? Um, I don't. I the the system where you have a, a sort of oppressive disciplinary teacher. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't work anymore. And also, right. um, if the student really loves it and wants to improve, they will. Right. They, they will work for it, whether you motivate them right. or not. Right, right. And how long have you been doing stuff at Marianopolis? Did you go there, by
0: the way, to Marianopolis? I
1: did. Yes, I did. Um, that's also been something to to teach where I was a student. Um, yeah. The Marianopolis began now twenty fall twenty twenty two, so not that long ago. Right.
0: And and you have a master's in music in orchestral. Uh, Conducting yes. uh, under the supervision of Alexis Hauser and Alain Kazis, and a yeah. Bachelor of Music and Composition from McGill's School, Schulich School of Music. So you clearly went to McGill to study what was your passion.
1: Yes. Um, there's. <laughs> I don't know if this is the place to sort of. <laughs> um Yes, I felt if I did not study composition I would regret it. I had to um, I am had to study composition. Now um, the discussion about what my expectations were and the, what the reality was is another that's another discussion. but I studied composition at McGill and then after orchestral conducting. my the master's time was a bit, how can i say this it was um tricky because my father at the time was terminally ill
0: oh no and
1: i actually he i didn't i say that now but i actually didn't know how sick he was because he kept the whole thing a bit of a a, a secret we knew wow. he had, um, we knew he had a cancer but he was um withholding the the severity of it right and I knew that if I would have studied in another city or another country, um, yeah. it, it wouldn't have, uh, it. W- I wouldn't have been able to, uh, yeah. So I wanted to stay in Montreal in that time, right. which, which honestly, it was the best thing that could have happened. Interesting.
0: Well, um, what I guess we can conclude by asking you, where do you want to be five years from now? Do you have a specific goal?
1: one day at a time
0: one day at a time i think that's that's a that's a proper response uh and and uh, so we do want to follow your career we do want to encourage people from cote st Luke to perhaps go out to your concert and since the librarian who's the head of library and culture is such a big fan of yours and you've never met her miss janine west and her well, husband happens to, to be
1: yes. her
0: husband happens to be a pretty prominent uh, uh uh, agent of uh, musical performers. Who knows where we may go next, but uh, maybe we'll get a uh, concert uh, by Ben Kepesh right at City Hall. We'll have to see uh, or Ashkelon Gardens or something or at the Coatsy Golf Classic in August. So um, thanks for joining me. Best of luck and uh, we will stay in touch. Thank you very much, Mike. All right. It was great to have Ben Kepesh again on my podcast. I always like promoting stories of interest to people in Code St. Luke.